This podcast contains sensitive content which some may find disturbing. Information shared here should not be construed as medical advice. If you or someone you love needs help with trauma, chronic pain, or anything else we discuss here, please seek out a medical professional. All resources shared are for entertainment purposes only. All content represents the opinions of Kim and Anna and any special guests and do not necessarily reflect the positions of any organizations they work for. This is not ideal, but we're going with it. A mother-daughter podcast about chronic pain, trauma, mental illness, and more. Kim is a trauma therapist and certified addiction counselor who lives in Pennsylvania, USA. And her daughter, Anna, is a scoliosis sufferer and trauma survivor living in the tropical north of Australia. Join us each week as they discuss topics from their life experiences. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. This is Not Ideal, but we're going with it, the podcast. I'm Kim and I'm the mom. And I'm Anna. I'm the daughter. And when Kim says welcome, just keep in mind that she's not welcoming you with balloons and uh, kazoos. She is instead welcoming you with like hair that's been slept on and not washed in two weeks, big bags under (laughs) her eyes, sweatpants, slippers. Yeah, that's the kind of welcome we're giving you today because because life has been a little hard recently because we've all been stuck in our homes, which means that, um, you know, working from home, everybody's working from home, including Kim and I. And that means that work has moved its way. It has encroached into home territory, which means hey, you no longer have a safe space to come. Home. I have something to say. Oh, I I've been noticing it. you've been talking, you've been calling me Kim. What, how did that start? I only call you Kim when I'm referring to you on the podcast. Or, I would prefer. Yes. Yeah. What would you prefer? I would prefer to be called mom. <laughs> okay. I only call you Kim because we sign all of our emails, Kim and Anna. And I want people to know that you're Kim and I'm Anna. <laughs> but okay, okay, mom. Okay, Thank mom. Thank you. That's you better. <laughs> okay. I appreciate that. Also, for our listeners, in case you haven't picked up on it yet, Mom is feeling argumentative today. <laughs> She's in what we would call a code red mood, which is just a very <laughs> bad mood that just ekes out at every it, possible you, turn. You used you used to you you introduced the word blueby to our family. Oh, this and- is not blueby. Blueby is a mix of sad, aka blue, and moody. Blueby, you're sad. Why you're bummed. Bloody. Be- because that's actually bloody and that is not... <laughs> Moobly. Uh-huh. You're really funny. You should take that show on the road. Moobly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. However, anyway, you quarantine. Are not you are argumentative, okay. irritable. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Fine. Stop. It's 10 p.m. on quarantine day 738 and it's still not summer. Those are That's my update here from good old Mechanicsburg. I want you. it to be summer. At least you have hope every day of it getting warmer. My, I'm in fall right now, autumn. Yes, actually, and tell me how how here. cold how cold does it get there in the middle of winter? Well, actually, I'm in Victoria, so it can actually get down to like the 30s. That's really rough. Okay, okay, sass. You know what? You are such a stinker this morning. All right, listen. What's happening? Tell us. Give us the. Give us the update of what's happening. Um, how many people have been sick and how many people I have, have no idea. And you know what? We decided not to talk about coronavirus, so I'm vetoing that right the heck now. Okay, fine. <laughs> Let's move 
straight into some good news. The first of which is that I am fostering a new cat. Oh, and that's I haven't, true. Yeah, what's and I haven't be, told you name? anything about her. We have named her Mirabella, or Mirabelle is her name, Mirabelle, um, which I know really? in Spanish, Mira means look, and Belle, or Bella, is pretty. And in French, I know Belle is pretty, which is accurate. She's a really cute, cute kitten. She's uh, 12 weeks old. She's a behavioral foster. I think she was taken in from uh, the streets. I think she was alone there on the streets. And so somebody brought her into the RSPCA. And she's really timid and flighty. And she hisses whenever people go near. But now, after a few days in our home, she's actually really warming up. Uh, She spent most of the morning in my lap uh, purring away, which is great. It actually took her two days to purr for the first time, which we were so excited when she finally started purring. She was just so scared. Anyway. So that's some great news. She's, she's black and white and she mainly black. And then her toes on her front paws are white and she's got white on her chest. So she's a really cute little thing. What's black and white and red all over a newspaper. No. Why is it red all over? If it's a newspaper. (laughs) Are you kidding? (laughs) Yeah. There's no red in a newspaper. Black <laughs> Do you and white know the and- answer to your own joke? It's black yes. and white and red all over. R-E-A-D. Oh, that's that's a very brilliant answer to that to that riddle, but I always thought the answer was a sunburned penguin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Are word. You serious? Did you just make up that answer? Because that No, that's, that's the actual answer to the joke, you nut. What? Who told you the answer was a sunburned penguin? <laughs> My dad. <laughs> that does not surprise me. At that is all the actual the answer to that riddle. That right, is, I'm that, Googling I, it. Google it. What's black and white? Or maybe a sunburned zebra. Red all over. Newspaper riddle, Wikipedia. <laughs> Apparently, oh. this is a source of great contention. Wow. The, the traditional answer, which relies upon the identical pronunciations of the word red with no A and red with an A, is a newspaper. Wow. Well, <clears throat> oh, yeah. you learn something new every day. Let's do elephant jokes next. Okay. Um, See also what, joke. <laughs> what? What? Um, why? Why did the fl- elephant paint its toenails red? So he could hide in a cherry tree. Um, what do you call, uh, how do you know if there's, how how do you know if there's an elephant, how do you know if there's an elephant hiding in your sandwich? (laughs) I don't know how. It's nearly impossible to live. (laughs) How can you tell, how can you tell there's an elephant in bed with you? He steals all the covers? No, peanut butter on his breath. You can smell the peanut butter on his breath. How do you know, how do you know if there's an elephant at your slumber party? How? He's the one with the big E on his pajamas. <laughs> um, how do you... <laughs> um, let's see. I know I've got a few why more. Does, oh. Why does an elephant have round, flat feet? Oh, I've never heard that one. Why? So that it can walk across lily pads. <laughs> oh. <laughs> how do you know if there's been? How do you know if there's been an elephant in your refrigerator? All the peanut butter's gone. Footprints on the butter. Uh, why is an elephant big gray and wrinkly uh because it, oh i know this one because if he were small white and smooth he'd be a mouse an aspirin not a mouse oh, oh my god an aspirin you nut. that is so funny 
<laughs> oh my word. <laughs> um, let's see. There's got to be more. Oh, what did the man say when he saw a hundred elephants running over the hill toward him? What? Here come a hundred elephants running over the hill. What did the man say when he saw a hundred elephants running over the hill, but they all had sunglasses on? What? Nothing. He didn't recognize them. (laughs) (laughs) Why do ducks have flat feet? No, we're not doing duck jokes. No, no, no. It's an elephant joke. Just bear with me. Why do ducks have flat feet? No idea. To stamp out burning fires. Why do elephants have flat feet? (laughs) To stamp out burning fires. (laughs) To stamp out burning ducks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Why can't elephants remember anything? Uh, why? I forget. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I just is, made that one what up. What is gray, four legs, and and has a trunk? An elephant. A mouse going on vacation. What is brown, has four legs, and a trunk? A mouse going on vacation. A mouse coming back from vacation. <laughs> <laughs> what has eight legs, two trunks, four eyes, and two tails? Oh my gosh. Are you reading this somewhere? No. Yes, two you elephants. are. You're reading it the off of the elephants. answer is two elephants. Hold on. I'm going to get my elephant joke book. You stay there. All right. While you're gone, I will fascinate the audience by telling them fun facts, <laughs> which fun mom fact? said we weren't allowed to do because she's a total party pooper. All right. Let's see. None of these are actually fun. There's only one letter that doesn't appear in any U.S. state name. Boring. The answer is Q, for those of you wondering. <laughs> A cow bison hybrid is called a beefalo. <laughs> yeah. Um, Scotland has 421 words for snow. Are you kidding me? Who came up with, who designated these as fun? What unpaid intern needs to get fired for designating these as fun facts? I can't find my elephant book. How does that not surprise me? Oh, I know. It's because you've never been organized a day in your life. Oh, where is it? Come on, just when you need it. Fun fact, armadillo shells are bulletproof. That is a fun fact. Who knew? They're the perfect beast to ride into war if you are about one foot tall. The longest English word is 189,819 letters long. Got it. It would take three right. and a half hours to say out loud. Isaac. It's the full name for protein. Back to elephant That's jokes. nicknamed Titan. I could be wrong. You know who we should ask about that? Our new friend, Eli, who's really into... Take uh, out all those fun facts, Isaac. Oh, my word. No. Yes. False. How do you tell an elephant... How do you tell an elephant from a grape? How? A grape is purple. (laughs) (laughs) I like that one. All right. You know what I like? Fun facts. What did Jane say? No. What did Jane say when she saw the elephants? What? Oh, look at all those grapes. Jane was uh, colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is funny. That one is one of my favorites. Okay, are you ready? If you're colorblind, how do you tell an elephant from a grape? How? Jump around on it for a while. If you don't get any wine, it's an elephant. These are golden. Maybe we should move on to another another comedic gold mine. Oh no, we're going to do all elephant jokes today because that's going to help me get out of this bad coronavirus quarantine mood. On the bottom of the Wikipedia page for elephant jokes, there is a see also tab that has things which I guess people frequently confuse with elephant jokes, such as elephant in the room, and then it's hyphen, obvious ma- major problem that no one mentions. So it's like explaining other common 
vernacular phrases that have to do with elephants, other common elephant idioms that people are confusing for elephant jokes. Imagine somebody was like, oh, I have a great elephant joke, elephant in the room. And people are like, what? I guess, I guess I there are people who do that, which is why they're here at the bottom of the Wikipedia page. All right. How do you get an elephant out of a tub of gelatin, Anna? I thought it was a tub of Crisco, but how? Follow the directions on the back of the box. Wow. <laughs> that was, wow. How can you tell when an elephant is getting ready to charge? How? He takes out his credit card. <laughs> What did the elephant say when they saw Tarzan leaving the jungle? What? There goes Tarzan leaving the jungle, except for one tiny little elephant who ran out in front and said, goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite one. (laughs) I love that one, too. Okay. That's it. That's all all I've got. I don't have any other... I know I've got more, but on my brain, I just can't. So, okay, what uh, what's your favorite kind of joke? Elephant jokes are my favorite. What are yours? My favorite kind of joke? My mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't really have a favorite kind of joke. My favorite kind of joke is living my ultra-ironic life, which on Saturday, I went on to the military base that we live on. We live on, like, the half that isn't behind the actual gates, so I went to the other half that is behind the, all the security and everything. Because they've got these huge fields uh, and I wanted to just lay out in the sun and read a book for a little while because it's autumn here. So it was like going to be our last nice day, potentially forever. And so, yeah, so I went, I brought my little uh, sport towel that I bought for Bali at like compacts really up to up tiny. Uh, We have ants over here, by the way. I don't mean to interject, but I'm surrounded by ants. That's funny. If you didn't mean to interject... Well, Why did I you do, interject? My recording studio is in my kitchen and I can't get away from the ants. So I oh, just wanted to mention that. I like know. those little ones? That's disgusting. Yes, I know. Oh, get an exterminator up in there. <laughs> out in these streets. <laughs> I know. The ants are out in these streets. Ew. And you're gross. Are, I know. It's yucky. Gross. No, that's they okay. Get... I had cockroaches where I used to Oh, live. well, that's disgusting. Yeah. Not because of I kept an uncleanly home, just because the tro- uh, cockroaches are everywhere in the tropics. Uh, all right. So moving right along, I you brought my towel field, and this was by the mm-hmm, to this to what's called the oval, which is where all the guys play rugby. And I went and there was there were two ovals and they're both massive. It's like tw- each oval is like three football fields like they're yeah. enormous. And so I went to the one where, that nobody was on. OK, I went like I walked for a while. I got to the one that nobody else was on. <laughs> Are you quite through? All right. <laughs> so I get to this other oval. I've got a little coffee for myself from the base cafe. And I realize that there are a lot more people there than usual. Now, granted, everybody is cooped up on the weekends on base because the new quarantine rules say that they can only leave once every two weeks. And even for that one four-hour period that they are allowed to leave once every fortnight, they have to apply for it. And it's only if they have extremely essential business. So... Everybody was on base, so I was expecting that. But everybody was, like, out and walking around and, and making no, wait, noise. Wait, 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 wait. Are you having to wear masks? No. While you're outdoors? <clears throat> no. Things are not okay. bad here. Not near, Well, they're not nearly as bad as I think they are in the States. Anyway. and but your stores so are still all closed. Yeah. My state has been shut down. But, like, the grocery stores are still open and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. But, yeah, everything else has been shut down. Um, anyway, moving right back to my story, my word. 
It's it's a long one. We're in, we're already in four minutes in. Yeah, you know why it's long? Because I keep why? getting interrupted by <laughs> by distasteful piano music. I'm having and... trouble focusing. I'm losing. Clearly. I'm losing my ability to focus. That's oh my the gosh. problem. I'm okay. brain all over the place. So, it, that's what quarantine does to you. It it's literally shut up. <laughs> Well, I don't want. I want you to tell me the story. I feel like you're telling them the story, so I'm. I'm not. Focus. I'm trying tell to tell me. you the story, but you're the worst conversationalist well, get, on the planet. Make it personal to me. <laughs> <laughs> so Kim, I was yeah. walking down the oval with my uh, coffee, well, and, and what my. Were you, bu- you know about me? You know what I was thinking about you is that I had the book Hard Times by Charles Dickens, and I thought, Nuh-uh. boy, he could have written a whole other chapter by me just having to deal with Kim. You on have the, the book in this Hard book. Times. That's my favorite Dickens book with Sissy Jupe. Yes, with Sissy Jupe and Mr. and Mrs. Chokum Child, which is oh one of the best. Gosh. He names his characters so well. And Mr. Gradgrind, which Grad I love. Grind, yes, with the heart, love, with love, the love. head, with the forehead of steel. Love it. Anyway, so with, with this book and my coffee and my little sport towel, lay out the sport towel, lay down on the towel, and I'm not like in a bikini or anything. I'm in like, I think I was wearing like leggings and a t-shirt. So it's not like hot. Side note, Dr. Karen Swallow Pryor would be proud of you for reading the classics. <laughs> just to let you know. I just wanted to put that in. Oh, Dr. Karen Swallow Pryor is one of our former guest stars who we absolutely loved having on. And she's an English professor at Liberty University. So that's why that joke was about. You can't make jokes that nobody has background for except you and me. Well, and also, all, you, stop, just as a blanket rule, stop making jokes that aren't funny. <laughs> I follow her on Twitter and she's always talking about the importance of reading the classics. You don't follow her on Twitter, so you're not getting that preaching. And I am. And I follow her on Instagram. Okay, listen. I do read the classics. All of my favorite books are classics. Okay. I only read classics. I do not like works. uh, I never read fiction unless it is a classic. And I also read nonfiction, which I love. You are awesome. Anyway, back back to the story as it relates to me. So I'm reading hard times. Feeling yes, the it. pain, relating deeply because of my relationship with Kim. And <laughs> just no. kidding. Oh, You're great. oh, my word. Oh, my word. Well, I'm trying well, to make it personal. Anyway, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Get- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Out of the, literally out of the left field, it could not possibly be in a more literal sense. Out of left field, guess what hits baby in the back? Hold on. Ball. A funny ball. Uh, uh. Yeah. Some joker with his two pals had moved from the from the field that everybody was playing rugby together in and had gone to kick the footy in the oval that I was in. And all of a sudden I hear like, oh, oh no, oh no. And I look behind me and a rugby ball is headed straight forward me. So I like crouch over a little bit and it hits me right in the back right where you have i to explain you have to explain what the word footy means because we don't use that word over here football aka rugby in australia so there's a rugby ball a rugby ball looks like a football only if you put a football uh vertically into a um one of those things called the, the presses the com- volleyball oh my <laughs> the hydraulic press if you put it into a hydraulic press for about one second and the pointy ends were flattened that's what a rugby ball looks like. I still can't see it, but thank you for that attempt. I appreciate it. Oh, my word. Okay, so, and he's like, I'm so sorry. What are footy shorts? Were they wearing footy shorts? A footy, oh my gosh, you know what footy shorts are. Otherwise, you wouldn't be asking. Footy shorts 
are my new favorite piece of male clothing, which are just very short shorts. They're very short athletic shorts. They're kind of like running shorts. Only imagine, you know how the men who wear running shorts are normally very skinny and lean because they are cardio experts. Footy shorts are like running shorts, but for bodybuilders. And it's just really a lot of man thigh out in these streets. And when I first moved here, I hated man thigh, but now I love man thigh and I cannot possibly promote footy shorts enough. Also, cargo, for those of you- Cargo shorts, like what we sport over here? Cargo shorts can be shoved on the garbage disposal. Footy shorts, and for those of you who know my parents, Nathan Winters does have a pair of footy shorts that we sent him from Townsville that are mm-hmm. repping the local uh, cowboys from Townsville. They are phenomenal. I cannot, I, I cannot praise them enough. What's repping the local cowboys mean? Like uh, wearing their spirit wear. Oh, is the team named Cowboys? It's, it was a pair of cowboy shorts. Yeah. Oh, the, the team is named the Cowboys? Yeah. I know. Hysterical, oh. right? <clears throat> Interesting. They're coming, they're coming for our brand, I guess. <laughs> Quite <laughs> frankly. <laughs> anyway, I got hit in the back with a, with a footy ball. And it was right in the spot that I had hurt myself the prior week, which or uh, two days earlier. No, one day earlier. No, it was that day that I had hurt myself. And it was right in that spot. And it really was not the best. And the guy came running over. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, uh-huh. I literally asked you guys when I saw you come over here onto my oval, I yelled over to you, am I going to be in your way? And you were like, no, 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 you're fine. You're fine. Whatever. However, it was considering how hard rugby balls can be kicked. It was actually a very light hit. It was more of like a love tap by a rugby oh, ball. Good. So part of me wonders if it wasn't just the guy trying to get an excuse to come over there and, and talk to me. But oh, but... I forgot to even share the punchline. Well, not really the punchline, but the reason everybody was out was because it was Anzac Day, which I didn't even realize, which is essentially our Memorial Day. It's to I always get that confused with Anthrax Day. Where's your buttons? What did you say? Where's your little buttons? (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Uh, It's to remember the. It's to remember the the World War II. um, Some it was a very tragic day in Anzac history. Anzac is a Australia, New Zealand, Army Corps. Um, all right, moving on. So that was my first fun story was that I got hit in the bag with a rugby ball by a well-meaning bloke who was wearing footy shorts, though. That's a so, great story. I have a story. You know. oh, please do share. Not nearly as fun or perilous as that one, but um, <laughs> dad and I went out for our uh, date night, which has been lately going through the drive through at McDonald's and getting a hot fudge sundae. And we pulled into the nice. hot fudge We pulled into the drive through thing. And ordered our hot fudge sundae, and Dad ordered a flurry, McFlurry, I think with mm-hmm. Oreos in it. And they uh-huh. said, "Okay, that's, that's what's commonly referred to as an Oreo McFlurry." Uh huh. Yeah. Yes. And the guy said, "Okay, the only problem is we don't have any hot fudge, and we don't have any McFlurries." <laughs> <laughs> we were like, "Okay, uh, do you have any?" They they said we can put ice cream in a cup, and we were like, "Hmm." <laughs> no. So then we just drove away with no hot fudge and ice cream. Oh, and that sucks. We just, that's know. your story? That's not a fun story. And then that's when I ate the marshmallow, mine, mini though. marshmallows for my dessert. That's all I had was mini marshmallows that night for dessert. That but, really does suck. Wow. But it also is not very good to complain when other people have it so much harder. But Okay, Panderer. Moving right along. I... <laughs> Here's what something we can talk about. What are some things that you have been doing for your community during this difficult time of quarantining? And the reason I ask that is because I have some things that I've been doing that I would like to brag about. Number oh. one, 
Number one is that um, you've been baking. Aaron, I have been baking. Been that's true. Baking and cooking. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. I have been baking. So Aaron has a specific group of people. I think there are like six or seven guys and one other gal, and they're all very sweet. Very, very. They're great. All of them are very friendly and sweet. And they, like I said before, have all been confined to base because of all these new restrictions. Uh, so it's for their own good, and I totally support it. But at the same time, I know that it is very hard to not be able to leave to get groceries or anything. And also, they all have to eat at the mess hall all week, even on the weekends for every meal, which is fine. The mess hall is fine. But, you know, it's nice to get some different food every now and then. So the I have been uh, baking for them once a week. I've made Oreos. I've made white Wait. velvet cutout cookies. Or, no, not Oreos. I've made brownies. Uh, <laughs> I've made what? brownies twice. I've made white velvet cutout cookies. I have made uh, protein cookies, oatmeal, peanut butter, protein cookies. And I just today, I made four different kinds of puff pastry pinwheels. They're like sticky <laughs> buns. I know. Try to say that five times fast. Um, yes. Yes. I made four different kinds. I made strawberry Danish, Nutella and walnut, bacon and cheese, and cream cheese and chive. So those are the four wow. kinds I made. I sent them all with Aaron today. And I, they might how not did have you learn? I don't know. How did you learn how to cook that well? Um. I'm I not from you. No, <laughs> just kidding. True. I don't know. I I don't know. I just have tried and failed and experimented many a time. Anyway, so I've been doing that, and that has been helpful. Um, I'm sure you know. I'm sure it's Aaron says it's been nice for those who have been eating the, the goodies uh, during the day. But oddly, it has been very therapeutic for me as well because it helps me to feel a little bit less lonely because while I can leave base to go get, um, you know, because I'm not behind the, the actual gates, I can leave the base to get groceries and stuff whenever I want. But I still am feeling quite lonely because I'm missing meeting up with friends. I'm missing meeting up with people in coffee houses, going out to eat, you know, and here in Australia, we're all a little bit more affectionate than I recall life was in the States. So whenever I see a friend here, I give them a hug and a kiss. And that's just the way everybody interacts with everybody. It's all well, not men to men, but if it's a man to a woman, or if it's a woman to a woman, there's always a hug, kiss on the cheek, and then continue talking. And I'm really missing that physical affection and the being able to talk to another person so closely and not have to stand so far away from them, being able to hold their hand, being able to shake their hand. Do you think that will change now, like after the quarantine that you... you No, I think it's going to amp up. I think it's everybody's just going to be hanging off of each other as soon as this is over. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but it's really... It's not going to be like completely over, is it? No, I know. It's going to, it's going to, yeah, we're going to have to taper back into it, I'm sure. But I think that once it reaches the point where everybody starts actually feeling safe again, everyone's going to be like, come, just love me, be be near me, cough on me, (laughs) spit on me. I don't care. It's just, I am longing to be near another person. At least that's what the extroverts are going to be doing. (laughs) The introverts are going to be mourning the day it's over. What's the other thing you've been doing? For your social? The other outreach? thing, well, I went grocery shopping for them too. A few of them needed some groceries, so I did that. Mm-hmm. And I also uh, got them some food from our local Thai restaurant, which we love. Everybody here loves it. And it's owned by an American, by a Californian uh, whose name is Alana. She is Thai American. And she moved over here and opened up her own Thai restaurant, which was incredible. So proud of her. She's got all the best deals in town and the best Thai food in town, I think. Anyway, so I brought that to them as well. So essentially, the nice things that I've been doing for my community is just bringing needed items to the people, to Aaron's uh, classmates and coworkers on base who need some assistance. That's what I've been doing. What have you been doing? 
Um, well, I made the claw machine video and put that out. <laughs> hey, that's so true. And you know what? Let's be real. Doing that one thing, I'm sure it took way longer than me doing all those other things combined. No, you so. don't have to puff me up. No, I'm serious. But- no, people have no idea how long that video took. The, the, you know the reason we did the whole coming soon coming is because it took so long to make and we wanted you guys to really be video go watch it and we also are still on the hunt for the pillsbury doughboy oh well that but but no the pillsbury doughboy in the claw machines which we have still never found but we still are on the lookout but the piglet in the in the movie that we tried to get and failed is still in the claw machine. It's still it weighs. Buried. It's like a ton of bricks. It literally weighs I think it's full so of much metal. Yeah, I agree. Maybe solid gold. I think. My word, it, you cannot lift it no matter what you do. We we've aced been doing a the, lot. Position, the claw positioning like four or five times, and it didn't even budge. We've been doing a lot with just reaching out and keeping in contact with a bunch of different people, and. Oh, sorry. You're right. Sorry. I can't bake and I can't cook. So it's true. And you have nobody to bring groceries to. Well, I guess I could if I if I knew of who needed groceries. Yeah, no. Listen, the only reason I've been doing these things is because I have people who need somebody to do these things for them. Mm -hmm. Moving right along. My favorite joke is um, the jokes you kids used to tell when when I did come up with a great joke. When I was uh, seven years old. Yes. You guys used to come up with jokes. Do you remember it? Starting with Joe. Joe would, well, we were very big on knock-knock jokes. Do you remember? Yes. Knock-knock. Knock-knock. Who's there? Orange. Orange who? Knock-knock. <laughs> Everybody knows this one. <laughs> Who's there? Orange. <laughs> now it's your cue. You have to say orange who again. Oh, orange who? Yeah, you forgot your part. <laughs> All right, try this one. Uh, no. I <laughs> did come up with a joke when I was seven years old. Do you remember what it was? You said I should send it into Reader's Digest. I thought about it for a whole half a day and then performed it, and you guys thought it was actually pretty funny and objectively funny, not just subjectively funny. Let's, since I let's hear kid. it. I forget. Do you remember what it was? I will once you start telling it. What's yellow, cold, and angry? Oh, that is a good one. What? A cheese burr. Yes, that is such a good joke. I know. You're a brilliant child. I know. Somebody signed me for real. Uh, I think we did send that into Reader's Digest. No, we did not. Then those dummies didn't take it. Because if we did, it would have been there. Yeah, that's true. We never sent it in. Instead, we spent spent our time. A cheese burger. burger. (laughs) All right. Well, we're, we're right at the end. It's been good catching up. We love you all. We're thinking of you all and praying for you. And uh, that's all I've got, Anna. How about you? Yes, that's all I've got as well. (laughs) (laughs) Can you do it? Show the audience how you do it. Oh, no, I can't do it on command. Yeah. Oh, my word. I have done my fake Australian accent on command every freaking time you've ever asked. You need to step up the freaking plate, woman. Let's go. Um, Okay. Well, the voice, you, you can only do it if you have a vo- if you have words with S's in it. Okay, so, so I, say. So I was <laughs> saying to people, stop it, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Mighty B. Oh my Mighty gosh. Mighty B 
is our favorite it's cartoon of all time. It's not from Mighty B. It's yes, from Kayla Ray. Like no, it is from Mighty B, and that truly. You, know you can just keep your opinions, and was, we can just have different opinions. <laughs> like I said, it was from Mighty B, and she was brilliant. It was the woman from Parks and Recreation. What was her name again? Amy Poehler. She was the voice behind Mighty B. And remember the what was the theme music? Mighty B, uh, Mighty B. Uh, no, uh, neither of us know. I I know like a few. <laughs> okay. Oh no! I, 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 I got it! I got it! I got it! Go! 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 It's like that. Are you sure? I think so. It might be like B B B. Oh yeah 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 yeah. That does sound familiar. B B B. <laughs> anyway, look it up. It. it only ran for two seasons. Look it, it up. Was way, it was way, it was way ahead, ahead of its time. time. Too it advanced was. for the little kids who were watching it. Other than from us. Yeah. Yes. We loved it. We love, right. love, love it. So with that, we will leave you. Please go watch our claw machine video. It's on all of our platforms. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. All at Not A Deal Podcast. Right? The YouTube channel is also at Not A Deal Podcast. Yes, and please Good. go to iTunes and leave us a review. We need more reviews to get more followers. So we love you guys. We yes, need indeed. you. Thanks and for And we will listening. be back soon with either more pointless episodes like this or with special guests. You'll have to tune in to find out. All right. We love you guys. Talk to you again soon. <laughs> you have to say, I'm Anna. I'm the daughter. I'm Anna. <laughs> The one who gets micromanaged, also the daughter. And I'm Kim. I'm the mom. And we will talk to you later. We love you. Bye-bye. <sighs> Goodbye. Thank you guys for joining us today. Stay tuned for more podcasts from Anna and Kim on the new series, Not Ideal, But We're Going With It. Also, check out their new website at www.notideal.net. <laughs>